Well, Razorback fans, I had a very interesting comment made to me about this upcoming football season by someone on social media, and some people actually agreed with him in saying that they'd be happy with 6-6 six and six this year for Razorback football. I am not one of those people. I'm going to tell you why anyone who thinks that or should be happy with that is wrong on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday as uh, we're continuing to be just 39 days away from Razorback football. Excitement surrounding it all. And uh, with that excitement, when we get to fall camp really underway and get going, uh, there's going to be predictions, and you're going to start saying, you know what? Uh, earlier this year, I thought it was going to be about five and seven season, but now I see how the Hogs can go 13. No, well, I mean 15. No, they're going to win it all. I mean, if the ball bounces their way, they're going to win it all. That's how everybody's going to be. Probably myself too. So I can't throw stones. Um, but uh, this was something that actually happened to me on social media. Was sometimes, uh, you know, I get my topics or at least the, the discussions I want to have via social media. Sometimes it happens with uh, conversations with people that either listen to the show or uh, my uh, idiot friends, you know, and just uh, what they have to say. But I was kind of shook by this, where I had someone tweet at me when we were discussing the expectations and uh, what to think for Arkansas football this season and, you know, what could be okay with people or what can be uh, acceptable by some people. And, uh, I've been one of those of you know, listen to this podcast that I've been pretty high on the hogs, pardon the pun. But, uh, this Twitter user says anyone, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to mention his name because I only know if he's a real person. It's just one of those ones that's got an icon on it. Uh, but it says, I think that buzz John neighbors and anyone else who's predicting nine wins for the Razorback football team is out of their mind. I'll be happy with six wins. Now, let me be clear about this, that this could be a hundred percent a troll. I don't know if he's a real person or not. It's probably a troll. So uh, we'll just take that for consideration. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I said, I won't. I won't be happy with six and six. And then when I quote tweeted that, some people agreed with me. In fact, most people, I think, agreed with me. And then some people were just like, you know, I don't know what you're expecting this year. I don't know uh, what the schedule and everything, how you could think anything more than that when. Uh, we know it's a, such a daunting task to win in this conference. And I almost just wanted to like jump out a bridge or jump out of a plane with no parachute when I hear talk like that. Because Arkansas went 6-6 six and six last season. They went 6-6 six and six last season, okay? I would not consider last year by any stretch an acceptable year, all things considered, right? Like, we don't want to sit here and start talking about the things that could have, should have, would have gone right for Arkansas and then be okay with it and then I move on. No, I'm not even going to entertain that notion. Six and six last year was bad. Six and six the year before would have been bad. And even in Sam Pittman's first season at Arkansas, is a COVID year. He only won three games, but they were all SEC games. 
you could probably make an argument that if it had been a regular season and it had been the regular schedule, Arkansas would have gone at least six and six, probably six and six, because that would have been the Notre Dame game on the road. Probably wouldn't have won that, but they would have won the other three non-conference games. So you're talking about going, well, again, we'll play pretend for the 2020 season. Six and six, eight and four, six and six. And if you go six and six this year, that's eh, fine. No, no. Six and six was fine in 2020. Six and six was okay in 2020. In fact, six and six was downright outstanding in 2020. Considering you were coming off of a four win, a two win, and a two win season, if you do the math right, that's eight total wins and three seasons. Six and six was just absolutely gratifying in 2020. And when you took that next step and went eight and four back in 2021, it showed what everybody had known about Arkansas football is that if you get the right people in place, you can win. Are you going to win a national championship? Maybe not. But you can compete in this conference and you can win games and you can give it uh, give a lot of teams a lot of problems and a lot of struggles. You can do that. And in this past year, there is nobody in their right mind or anybody worth their salt that actually watched Arkansas football, watched the team, and understood what they had and said, you know what, last year for sure was just a 6-6 six and six team at best. No, everyone's saying the opposite. That team should have been at worst, at worst, an 8-4 and four team. I'd say, no, I would say at worst seven and five. But because of injuries, but because of bad play, because of all those things, they ended up going six and six. But that team was good enough to win and should have won more games than what they did. Everyone can see that. And so this season for you or anyone to look at it and be like, you know what? I know we went six and six last year and it was really disappointing. But this year, we're not going to be any better of a team and probably we'll just go six and six again and we should all be happy about that. No. No. I'm not going to be happy with six and six. There's nothing about a six and six season that gives me any sort of joy or any sort of excitement or any sort of optimism moving forward. A six and six season season to me is a failure. I'm sorry. And I'm not saying that that leads immediately to everybody needs to be fired. That's a different conversation. But if this team just goes 6-6, six and six, especially if they only win two conference games, which would be the more than likely way that they end up going 6-6 six and six, is winning all four non-conference games and then only winning two games, that would be the least amount of SEC games that Sam Pittman has won since he's been at Arkansas. And he did that with K.J. Jefferson, arguably the best quarterback in the SEC. He did that. With Rocket Sanders, arguably the best running back in the SEC, he did that. With an upgraded position group at tight end, he did that with an upgraded position group in the secondary. He did that with key returning players in the linebacker core. He did that with a defensive line that has improved and actually got a lot better in the roster on the roster overall. He did that with a solid offensive line in front of him. Went six and six with a much easier schedule than the year before. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I won't be happy. You know what will make me happy? I'm not talking about content. What will make me happy is eight and four. I'll be happy. I'll be content with seven and five because it is improved. And not all seven and fives are created equal. Could go a bunch of different ways. 
But anything above eight and four, if they went to nine wins, I'd be ecstatic. I wouldn't be happy. I'd be ecstatic. And I would be just saying, get Sam Pittman a new contract extension, get him more money, keep the staff in place as much as possible, you know, bring in some transfers. The recruiting's really on the up and up. Like if they got to that point, everything's just peachy keen. Uh, but six and six, that's not content. That's not happy. To me, that's bad. That's bad. It's regression. You cannot go six and six this season with the best quarterback in the SEC. You can't do it. That's what bad coaches do. That's what regression would look like. You can't do it this year. I don't think that's too tall of a task to ask, pardon the rhyming. Say that with what you have on paper, I mean, injuries happen. We know, we saw it last year, but barring any major injury, K.J. Jefferson in his final year at Arkansas with his skill set and ability, with Rocket Sanders behind him, alone should win at least seven games. Should win seven games. Anything other than that, I won't be happy with it. So I'm sorry if you're one of those people that's going to be happy with that. I'm not. I'm not. I will want major changes. I don't know where. I don't know what. It depends on what it looks like. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be pretty hacked. I'm going to be looking to fight someone. Probably won't fight them, but I'll be looking to. So I'm mad I'll be, I'll be disappointed. Let's not talk about that. Let's not look at it that way. It's going to be nothing but positive and sunshine and rainbows. And Arkansas is going to have one of the best seasons ever. Let's go with that route. Uh, folks, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to be just fitting right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, another interesting question got asked to me. This time it was actually by a friend of mine named Brad Johnson. And um, he, he kind of wanted me to, to take it with the way that I did with the enemy of the state. Which, by the way, Chad Morris won that in a landslide. Um I don't even think it was uh, like worthy of even doing a topic on. Like everybody knew it was going to be Chad Morris. So I think next year, if I do it again, I'm probably just going to rename it the uh, the Chad Morris bracket. So that way we take him out and maybe get to the actual enemy of the state, or at least the enemy of the state that can be competitive against others. So, uh, but anyways, he was wanting me to do something similar to that when thinking about duos, because like for instance, this year in football, you have KJ Jefferson, you got Rocket Sanders, which quarterback running back duos have potential to be the best, if not one of the best, Arkansas has ever had in their history. I think you can make an argument for, uh, you know, just kind of going back in chronological order. You think make an out uh, for Brandon Allen and Alex Collins, Ryan Mount and Niall Davis. Um, 
kind of starts getting a shorter list by that point in time. Um, but still, you know, they had a had a Matt Jones and Cedric Cobbs uh, that were pretty good, and uh, you know, I think it was Austin Allen and then Raleigh Williams both had good years at the same time. No, just looking back on it, just go out with a few. I'm sure that there's someone missing, but the point is, is that it comes from that. And if you expound upon it and take it even one step further, and you look at like duos in Razorback sports history in general, who would be the best, or who would be looked at as the best? And I thought it was pretty interesting because I don't think there's a whole lot that you could choose from to have legitimate say or, or legitimate reasons to believe that they would be number one. But the few that came to my mind, first off and foremost, Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. I mean, come on. Like, those two guys were some of the best running backs you would ever have on a college football team. And the fact that they did it all with little to no passing threat, comparatively speaking, uh, just speaks to wonders of how amazing that they were. Like I, I can't tell you how many times I, I'd run into people who either were Razor, are Razorback fans or became Razorback fans or just remember like one thing about Arkansas. I was like, hey, what do you, remember, what do you know about Arkansas Razorbacks? They say, oh, Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. I think they may have been the best running back combo of all time. And you can even throw in Peyton Hillis in there, which we know he was phenomenal. Like that was, It had to be the best backfield in college football history. I'll probably get some Alabama fans in here disagreeing or, or whatever, but I mean, gotta, I'm looking at it in the perspective of this. Like, there's a lot of ones that were really good, but you think about like the five star talent that they were surrounded by. You think about the elite passing game that opened up the running game a lot bit more. Like, Arkansas didn't have any of that. It's like every time Darren McFadden got on the field, it's like, all right, we know he's gonna get the ball, and we still can't stop him. Like, you knew he was going to get it, and you couldn't do anything about it. So, I feel like they would probably be the best duo of all time. You could you could get creative with it though. Because in basketball, think about Corliss Williamson and Scotty Thurman. Absolutely. As worthy of being in the conversation. They won a national championship together. Um, they had, I guess, three straight years of playing together, but two of them being uh, the national champions and the national champions runner-up. And the ability for the inside game of Corliss Williamson, the strong physical presence that he had, and then Scotty Thurman uh, with his ability to just be an all-around great offensive player and be a leader of that team. I mean, it would make sense that that would be in the conversation of, of a great duo. Uh, somebody said, you know, Ryan Mallett and Bobby Petrino and, and the great offenses that they had, for sure. Um, I think that uh, somebody, I'm trying to think of the baseball one somebody brought up. Because this, again, this was just a verbal conversation. So I'm trying to remember who it was. But, uh, you know, you, you, the list could go on and on. Like, just imagine if, like, Kevin Copps and Andrew Benatendi played on the same team. That would have been pretty cool. But, uh, you know, they're... There's, there's a few of them that you could mix up. Oh, uh, yeah, somebody was going way back and saying, like, Nick Schmidt and Jess Todd. I was like, whew, boy, that's a throwback right there if I've ever heard of one. Um, but, yeah, so it would just be interesting to see what uh, you guys think uh, as far as uh, who would be your greatest duo of all time in Razorback sports history. And, again, I'm not saying there's a right answer or a wrong answer, but my vote would be uh, Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, followed closely behind or in front of uh, Corse Williamson and Scotty Thurman. Like those would be the big dogs. I I I don't see how you could like argue other than those two. But I'd like to hear what you have to th- say about it. You can comment in the YouTube section. I'll see if I can actually read it because sometimes it's an absolute cesspool down there, and y'all can be really mean. Not you, you know, first listeners here on Locked On Razorbacks, but it's more about the uh, about the other people out there that are just man. Y'all need to find something else to do. My goodness, like I have had everything insulted about me in the past like week and a week and a half. 
Like if, if it's, I, I'm trying to think of what they haven't insulted me by, but I love it. I love it. Cause you know what you watch. That's all I care about. It's a lot of, fun. it's all in good fun, right? It's all in good fun. Uh, we'll get to the uh, final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast on the other side of the break. So stay with us. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, some little Razorback basketball news. Uh, we'll hopefully know here very soon, according to everybody that's been covering it, on who is going to be the uh, replacement for uh, Keon Minifield. Uh, at that at that position, apparently he might be already on campus, according to my 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 sauces. I don't know who it is, so but it, it's probably going to happen here very soon. But still, uh, they're still working towards the future and working towards the uh, next part of the recruiting cycle. And uh, they got uh, some really good news, at least from Little Rock Central forward Arkans and Arkansas target Anor Botang. Hopefully, I'm saying his name right. Because uh, he narrowed his list of schools to eight, and Arkansas was one of them. So let me start right here, first off. Shout out to this kid. Because first off, I've heard so many, I should say first off twice, but I've heard so many good things about this kid. I had Dudley Dawson of Hogville and .net on my show, my radio show yesterday. And he went in about just how good of a kid he is. Just a, a really well-spoken guy, hardworking guy, humble guy. And that's the type of stuff that I love to hear. And I've heard it just not only from Dudley, but from other people too. So one, that's awesome. And two, the fact that he is playing at Little Rock Central as a five-star player. You know, we've seen so many times kids, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but we've seen so many kids who are elite-level five-star players either transfer schools all the time, go to prep school somewhere, leave the state. It's not a bad thing. I'm not hating on him for it. You know, everybody's got their own journey. I just really appreciate the fact that this kid is sticking with Little Rock and sticking with the public school that he is at Central. Like, you just don't see that anymore, especially for a five-star player. He could go anywhere in the country. He's the number nine overall player. He's a top 10 player, and he continues to play in public school. I love that. I love that. And the fact he's doing that at Arkansas is really cool, too. Uh, he was a Gatorade Boys Basketball Player of the Year last year. He averaged 16 points, six and a half rebounds, two assists, two steals, a one and a half blocks per game as a junior. Not too shabby. And led the Tigers to a 24-7 and record in the quarterfinals of the 6A tournament. He also surpassed 1,000 career points at Central. He's 6'5", 205, and he has Arkansas, LSU, Auburn, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Ohio State, Missouri, and Virginia Tech as his top schools. He plans to officially visit the Razorbacks later this week. He's the number three small forward in the country, too. And he plays for the Arkansas Hawks on the Adidas circuit, has been selected to participate in the 35 SB circuit All-American camp on August one. Uh, first through the fourth in Southern California. It's all according to Hologsports.com and Richard Davenport. Uh, so I love this. I, got, I, I love the fact that they're in the mix, and I don't think it's a surprise. I mean, Arkansas has been killing it in the recruiting ranks for a while now, especially in-state recruiting, and I would be hard-pressed to think that this kid does not end up at Arkansas. I have no inside knowledge. I have, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but just knowing how it's looked at and in, in, in the trends and how it's gone with the big, high-level, high-end kids in this state, most all of them have ended up at Arkansas. I mean, besides, I guess, Khalil Ware, uh, the rest of them have, have gone on Arkansas and, of course, uh, had, had some really good success there when they've gotten there. Uh, so I, I think Arkansas gets him, and what a great player he'll be. Like, that's just, it's, isn't it also great, too, folks? Let's be honest. Isn't it also great to know that you have elite-level elite level play of basketball here in the state to where 
I mean, you you know how long it would take Arkansas to get a five-star player in football? <laughs> like, so few and far between do they ever get five-star players. And when you do, it's, like, highly coveted. But here you got Arkansas where, yeah, you know, we got, the, oh, yeah, Botang, he's a five-star. Oh, yeah, Nick Smith Jr. was a five-star. Oh, yeah, Khalil Ware was a five-star. How about that? Oh, oh, oh yeah, there was that guy, uh, what was his name? Oh, yeah, Bobby Portis, who was a five-star. Moses Moody, who was a five-star in some, but a high four-star, ended up being pretty good. Like, just five stars all the time. It's great. And then even kids that didn't go to Arkansas, like Malik Monk and Archie Goodwin, five stars. That's all within the span of 10 years. So it's just amazing how much talent there is in this state, and it's amazing when Arkansas gets that talent to stay home in-state and play for Arkansas. So uh, I'm excited about this kid. LSU's interesting. Georgia Tech's interesting. I know that there, you know, there's always reasons behind it. Um, but he has four SEC schools, so half of his schools are SEC schools. But if you're looking at Arkansas, LSU, Auburn, or Missouri, we all know what's the better option there. Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, Indiana. Indiana would be pretty cool, I think. Ohio State, please. We all know. We all know. No, I'm not. I'm just messing with you. But still, I like Arkansas's chances in this, and he's a big-time player. I can't wait to see what his decision will end up being. A big visit for Arkansas and Eric Musselman this weekend. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razor Rex podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.